service. Uh, this week has been an interesting week to say the least. Uh, as I said, most of us are tired, and if you're not tired, then uh, you're some sort of anomaly of nature. But uh, I almost got charged with child abuse this week. Not towards any children in my cabin or my campers, so don't worry about that, but uh, there was a gross misunderstanding about what happened with Barrett this week. I was supposed to, my sister was supposed to watch him, and, uh, and she got sick, and he had to stay in a cabin with me, and we were out of beds, and I was on the top bunk. Now, can you imagine me on the top bunk? All right, just get that in your head for a minute, and uh, I was the biggest person in our cabin, and, uh, and so Barrett had to sleep with me, and uh, if any of you have ever had kids, you understand how it is to sleep with a toddler, right? Anybody remember those days? And Barrett gave me this much room on the, on the, on the bed. And, and from 10.30 lights out to 3 o'clock, I had not slept a wink. Like, he was just kicking me, punching me. And at 3.30, he started screaming. He started having a night terror, like a nightmare. And I thought, I got all these boys in this cabin in Mason, and, and I don't want to wake any of these guys up. And so uh, what I would tell her, I told everybody the next morning, I said, is that, is that Barrett started screaming, and so I went and slept in the truck. And I did. At 3.30, I, I got up and went to the truck and, and slept in the driver's seat of my truck from 3.30 to 5.30. What they all heard was that I went to my truck and slept and left Barrett on the top bunk screaming. And, and up until last night, that's what Lacey thought had happened. And we got home and she said, I, I couldn't believe you left Barrett laying on the top bunk while you went and slept in the truck. And I said, no, I took Barrett with me. And so any of you that heard that story this week, Barrett was in the truck with me, okay? I promise I did not leave my three-year-old on the top bunk on a concrete floor, all right? I, I, that's not me, all right? But that, that was, that was uh, and the next night or the next, the next evening we had a church softball game, so I had slept two hours, and people were wondering what that weird look in my eye was when I was trying to pitch the softball. But uh, all in all, we had a great week. Weren't you glad to see these kids up here that got saved? Praise the Lord for that. And uh, hey, give them another hand. That's fine. And uh, actually, there was there was one more from our church. That was Miss Carly Violet. And uh, Lacey said they're visiting Alabama this week. For whatever reason, anybody would visit Alabama. I don't know, but that's where she said they were. And so that's where they are this week. Had a great week. And uh, that we plan on having a baptism for them next Sunday night. And uh, Shaylee asked me when she was when I was going to baptize her. So that's a good thing to hear from your little girl. Amen. When are you going to baptize me, Daddy? So I'm excited about that. If you've got your Bibles this morning, you can remain seated for just a moment. Uh, and we'll read just a little bit. And, and then we'll get into the sermon. Psalm chapter 124. Psalm 124. I'm going to read this psalm. And, and oh, what a wonderful psalm that it is. Psalm 124. And when you arrive there, please say amen. Most of you are there, and, and uh, I'm going to read this. And most of your Bibles, all of your Bibles should say this. And this requires just a little bit of explanation before we get completely into the sermon. And I've actually mentioned this when I preach in, in other psalms here. But if you notice, before we start our reading, I want you to see this. Your Bible should say, a song of degrees... Of David, does your Bible say that? Okay, everybody's Bible should say that, and and as 
when I was younger, when I was growing up, I would read the book of Psalms some, and, and I didn't understand what those things meant, because sometimes you'll see things like to the sons of Korah, where it'll just simply say a psalm of David, or, or perhaps even a psalm of Moses. Uh, there's, there's a psalm of Moses in there. But this one in particular, and, and 14 other psalms, there are 15 of these, and they all start, and they say a song of degrees. And, and this week, uh, we, we felt the degrees going up, but that's not what this is about. But a song of degrees, and it says particularly of David. And as I studied that out, and, and I've mentioned this in a sermon before, what that means is this, is, is that these, these Hebrew people, they would take their Bible, and, and actually what you can do, and we did it quite a bit this week at camp, is you can sing these psalms. That's what a psalm is. It's actually a song, and, it, and it's meant to be sung, and, and I'm not going to try to sing it this week or this morning, but if you, if you want to volunteer to sing this psalm in just a minute, I'll let you do that. But it says, A Song of Degrees of David. That could also say, A, a Song that Was Written for when we go up the steps. My, doesn't that sound spiritual? It doesn't really, does it? But what that means is this, is that as the Levite priest would approach the temple of God, the temple mount, they held God, uh, they held God in, in high re- regard. God was, was high and lifted up in their minds. And is He in high and lifted up in your minds this morning? He should be, Amen. And so as they would approach the temple mount, as they would head towards their jobs of, of doing the temple sacrifices or whatever it would be, they would start back, and I'm not going to read these, but you can just turn your Bible over maybe one page or just look back. And it actually starts in Psalm 120. If you look at the, the title above Psalm 20, uh, 120, it says, A Song of Degrees. Psalm 121, A Song of Degrees. Psalm 122, and all the way up to Psalm 124. And what they would do is they would take the Septuagint, which was their version of the Bible at this time, and they would start at the bottom step. And they, as they would approach the temple of God, what they would do is they would open the Septuagint and they would begin to read or, or probably even sing these psalms. And these psalms are, are all about God and, and all about God, what He does in, in our lives. And, and they're, they're psalms really of praise and most of them are psalms of hope even. And so what they would do is they would start here at the bottom step and, and they would maybe, I'm just going to read one verse in Psalms 120 verse 1. It says, In my distress I cried unto the Lord and He heard me. And then they would go over to Psalm 121 and they would read, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. And they would read the rest of that. And then they would take another step. And they would get to Psalm 122 and they would say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And then they would read that and then they would go up one more step and then they would say, Unto thee I will lift mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. And what these psalms would do is they would focus on God. And they would, as they would head towards the temple, as they would, they would head up to carry out their holy duties, they would be thinking and, and be preparing their hearts for what they were about to have to do. And that was to approach God and make sacrifices and go on behalf of the people. And so they wanted to focus on God. We should be focusing on God this morning. Say amen to that. But this is where I'm going to preach this morning, Psalm 124. So if we would all stand... And it just so happens that the stage is the right step to read this psalm on. Isn't that neat? It, I didn't plan that. It just worked out that way. The 124th psalm in the first verse, 
It says, the song of degrees of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. He says, Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Can you say amen to that? Who made heaven and earth. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, God, and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity this morning. God, we thank you for allowing us to come into your house. And God, we thank you for the good spirit that's here this morning. Lord, I just pray that you would bless as only you can. And God, I just pray that you would meet needs this morning, God, and, and speak to your people, God, and comfort them and, and help them to understand your word this morning. And God, I just pray that you would use me as your vessel. God, give me the right words. And Lord, keep my mind on track this morning. And, and Lord, just help me in my weakness as only you can. And Lord, if there's anybody lost, God, I pray that you would save them. God, I pray that the example of the, the faith of these little children, Lord, would have an effect on somebody this morning. And that, Lord, you could, they could see that you are our only hope and our only help this morning. God, I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you know much about the children of Israel... You should know that, that it, if you look at Israel on a map, if you look at it like a globe or a, a map of the whole world, today, you can, not many of you, or uh, maybe some of you could find Israel on a map, but it's really, really tiny. Now, Israel's bigger than that, okay, but on a map, it's really small. And it's sitting amongst a bunch of other hostile nations. It, it is sitting amongst people that do not like them. In fact, if you, if you watch the news much at all, you'll see that maybe just a, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, I'm not sure how long it's been, that they, there were rockets being fired into Israel. Do you all remember that just happening? And it seems like that, that every time you turn around that, that somebody's out to get the children of Israel or out to, to try to attack God's people to some degree. And as, as they started out as a tiny nation from, from one man named Abraham, he had a son and Isaac and he had another son, son Ishmael. We'll not get into that this morning, but God grew a nation from this man. And it seems like that, that since the conception of that nation, the, the, the children of Israel, that God's people as a whole have generally been under some sort of attack, it seems like. Would, would you agree with that just reading the Bible? That's not my supposition or my idea. It's what the Bible says, that there were a lot of battles fought and, and they had to fight the Canaanites and they had to fight the, the Philistines and, and they, just, they had to fight a lot of people. And we see here that this is a song of degrees of David, King David. And David had seen a lot of things in his life. He, had, he was one of those guys that, that he could say, I have been there and I have done that. 
And David knew exactly what he was writing when he wrote these words that we'll get into in just a moment. But he had, he had to go out. Remember in, in the book of, of Samuel, 1 Samuel around chapter 16 and 17 where David had to go out and fight a battle even as a young shepherd boy, right? Everybody remembers that. And then he would go out later and he would lead the armies of Israel into battle against other enemies and he was, they were always fighting. And, and more often times than not, if you study the Old Testament out, you would usually see this, that the odds were against God's people. That very, most times, not, not all the time, but in most cases, they were usually outnumbered. They were, they were the underdog. You like to cheer for an underdog, don't you? You, want, you know what? God's on the side of the underdog because He's on the side of His people. They were always outnumbered. They were usually outmuscled, and, and the, 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 other the other side, they might, might have had better weapons, or they were in a lot of times a better location than the children of Israel. And yet time after time after time, we see examples of the children of Israel and God's people prevailing over the enemy. Would you say amen to that? God's people were victorious time and time again. And David, as, as he wrote this, this psalm and, and these songs of degrees, they were later compiled. I don't know that David wrote this psalm with the intention of it being sung as people climbed the steps toward the temple, but, but whether or not they did, David said these words, and I'm going to read just, just a few of these verses again, maybe the first three or four. And pay attention to this, because this is the message. He said, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, verse 2, he says, then they would have swallowed us up quickly. Do you see that? He said that not only that, he said, but, but we were rescued. In verse 6, he said, who had, the, the God didn't give us as prey to their teeth. He said, these people should have been like just, a, just a, a wild animal, a predator attacking prey is how the children of Israel should have been many times in, in many scenarios that they face. They should have just been taken out really fast and basically just, just wiped off the face of the earth. But yet they had something that nobody else had, and that was God. Would you agree with me that if, if, if you have God this morning, then you've got an advantage that nobody else has? I like what he says. I like that he says, if it had not been the Lord. What David was saying, he said that, that, that when I faced that giant in that valley, when I walked out there with my slingshot and, and, and that's all I had with my five little smooth stones, he said, if the Lord had not been there with me, the outcome probably would have been different. Because David was just a little shepherd boy. He was just a little teenager. And he couldn't have, he couldn't have faced a professional soldier that was uh, nine feet tall. But the thing that turned the, the odds in David's favor was not that, that he was a good shot and that he had practiced well. It was the fact that the God of the universe had sent him to where he was at to do what he was about to do. The factor, the deciding factor in that situation was God. I'm glad this morning that God is with me every single day. Remember last week we preached about the Holy Spirit. Does anybody remember that at all? Some of you are like, I don't even remember that. And that's okay. 
But I talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit goes with us everywhere that we go. Amen? And that the Holy Spirit is in fact God, right? He's part of the Trinity. He's God the Spirit. And so we have the Holy Spirit even with us every day. And, and I thought about this. It says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. And I, as I, that verse rung in my head, sometimes sermons come to me in different ways. And sometimes I'll read it and, and be reading through and think, that man, that's a good sermon. But this, for some reason, I was in camp laying in my bunk, and it wasn't when Barrett was screaming, and I was laying there in the peace and quiet, and, th- and this just came to my mind, if, if it had not been the Lord. Just that phrase, if it had not been the Lord, if it had not been the Lord. And you know what I started thinking about? I started thinking about situations and times in my life that if it had not been the Lord, that the outcome would have been different. And things would have not been like they are now. If God had not been there, if God had not intervened in whatever situation that may be, then, then I may not be here this morning. Can you say amen to that? And the first thing that I want to talk about, in particular, and especially in Psalm 124, is that if it had not been for the Lord who gives us His protection... Do you realize that God protects you from a lot of things that you don't even know about? Now, there are some times that God protects us when, when we do know about it. And, you know, every day I think about this, and, and some of you may laugh at this, but do you realize how dangerous it is to go outside and get in a, get in a two- or three-ton vehicle and drive down the road at 70 miles an hour and there's other cars coming the other way? I mean, do you all realize how dangerous that is? That's dangerous, right? And I don't know about you, but there have been times when, when, when for whatever reason, I may have been not paying attention. You know, I, I don't text and drive I, um, generally. <laughs> Please pray for me. But some people do, right? Mason, for example, is one of those people. And, uh, right? I'm just kidding. Your grandparents are here. He does not text and drive, okay? He's never done it when I've been with him. I almost got you in trouble. But anyways... But we get, we get distracted, right? You know, it, it, you know, have you ever noticed how hard it is to have a Diet Coke in one hand and a Big Mac in the other and still eat your fries and drive at the same time? I mean, that's hard, isn't it? But what's bad about it is it's not only us, but then you put in the factor that there are thousands of other people out there that may be doing the same thing, and, and the danger just multiplies itself, doesn't it? And we laugh about that, but I'll tell you what, there have been times when I've been driving down the road and maybe I went around a curve on the wrong side of the road or, or something happened that I hit a, a water puddle and, and hydroplaned or something, and guess what? God protected me. And, I, and, and that, that may be just one trivial example, but God protects us every single day from things that we do know about. Things that we see, and we've all had our near misses, and, and we've all been in situations, and, and, we, and we say this phrase, and, and we don't think about it when we say it, but, but when something almost happens, we'll say, well, thank the Lord we didn't get hurt. You know why you didn't get hurt? Because, because He was there. If it had not been the Lord that was there with His protection on your life, the outcome may have been different. Not only does He protect us from the physical things that we can see, the dangers of this world, but God also protects us spiritually from the forces of darkness, and we don't even know it sometimes. You know, there's a battle raging every single day in the life of a Christian, and that is spiritual warfare that is happening. 
and the enemy is out to get you and sometimes he does attack us. Will you say amen right there? Sometimes Satan does attack us and sometimes he's able to get to us but there are times when God intervenes and God helps us and guess what? We don't even have a clue. I wish I could give you an example but guess what? God helped me and I didn't even know it. If it hadn't been for the Lord who was there, you know what we would have been? We would already have been overwhelmed and defeated. Amen? I want you to think about this. When, when the early church started in Acts chapter 2, there was attempt after attempt after attempt by Satan. And he may have used various sources. Sometimes he used the Roman government. Sometimes he used other sources to try to stamp out the early church. But guess what? God was on their side and he protected them. And now we have the gospel message here. It's not, it, that's wonderful, isn't it? I think about all the times God has protected me and protected my family and, and, and all these things. You know, just I think a couple of weeks back, um, we had a tornado. Remember that? Just, just like two weeks ago. And it hit just right over there, just, just about maybe, maybe a, a mile that way. Well, guess who lives a mile that way? Cecil. And, and Mark and Lauren, they live right across the field from him. And brother, did that tornado hit your house? But it could have, couldn't it? But it tore his woods up. And, and there's a path. I mean, it, it, if you go up there to the Willow Avenue Church of Christ, it took some of their buildings and, and blew them apart. And, and it hit trees. And, and it looked to me like, I don't know, I'm not a meteorologist or a weather expert or anything, but it looked to me like that tornado just might have just skipped over your house, brother. I don't know how that worked. But we can see the protection of God in our lives every single day. And I say, thank you, Lord, that, that you're with me. Thank you for your protection. And I see all these things that God protects us from, but one of the things that a lot of times that God protects us from, and, and we don't think about it a lot of times, is He protects us from ourselves. You know who a lot of times your own worst enemy is and the most dangerous person is in your life is you? I don't like to think about that, but, but sometimes I'm dangerous to myself. Now, I'm dangerous to other people sometimes too. And so are you, but you're, you're your own worst enemy sometimes. You know, who, you know who gets you in trouble more oftentimes than not? You do. I, I'm, I'm just going gonna, gonna to make a confession, and, and this is hard for, me to, hard for me to confess, but there was a time in my life when I used to use alcohol. I wasn't a drunk. I, I didn't drink a whole lot, and, and you know, it's just, just, I mean, very little, probably just a few months. And, and I didn't do it a whole lot, but, but just to be honest with you, there were times that I did that where I was a danger to society. And I'm not asking you to raise your hand and admit it, but there are probably people in here that would have done the same thing, been in the same situation. You know, I'm thankful that God protected me from myself in those situations. I, I think about how easily I could have been arrested you ever think about that? Anybody in here almost been arrested? Don't, anybody besides me willing to admit that? Man, I pastor a righteous church, praise the Lord. Nobody's ever had a near miss in here. Can I tell you all a funny story from camp? You all don't hear this, don't you, Lauren? There was a lady at camp, she was a missionary, talking about how she got arrested. You know how she got arrested? She set a peacock on fire. An albino peacock, of all things. If you want to hear the rest of that story, just ask Lauren. 
And that was stupid, right? You think, how in the world could somebody get arrested for setting a peacock on fire? I guess she was a danger to herself as much as in, especially a danger to that peacock. <laughs> but there are times in our lives when God protects us from the things that could have happened. You know how much different your life could be if, if God hadn't protected you? I mean, there's a chance that, that you, you may not have died in a car wreck, but you could have been maimed, you could have been injured, paralyzed, you know, had your arm cut off, and so many near misses and, and almost in, in spiritual warfare that goes on in our life, and yet God is there every single minute of the day with us saying, well, these people can't protect themselves, so somebody's got to do it. It might as well be me. And I am so thankful. I would not rather have anybody protecting me than God. Amen? We've got guys that, that kind of watch our hallways and, 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 and watch over the service and make sure nobody comes in here armed and, and tries anything crazy. But, but I tell you what, uh, these guys are great. They're awesome. But you know who's watching this building? God is. God is protecting us this morning. And I'm thankful if it had not been for the Lord's protection. But then secondly, uh, David thinks about all the protection of the Lord. But he also thinks about this, that if it not had, had not been for the Lord. And his providence in our life, where would we be? You know, that's not a word that we use a whole lot, providence. Anybody ever use that word providence? I don't in everyday conversation. But all that means is providence is it is simply the guidance and direction of God in our lives. And again, I could not imagine where I would be this morning if it was not for the providence of God. If it wasn't for God directing my life, where would I be this morning? You know that you're sitting here in this service this morning, it, and, and it's not by accident. You know, a lot of times we live our life as though we're just, we're just floating around like a bubble or floating around like a feather. And just, just if the wind blows this way, then we'll go this way. And if the wind blows that way, then we'll go that way. But I want you to understand this, that, that God has providence in our lives. Now, we don't always have to listen to God, and we don't always listen to God, right? But God sometimes does things and steers our life in a certain direction, and if He hadn't have done that, it, it, there's no telling what would have happened. And this time, I'm not talking about just protecting us, but I'm talking about putting us in situations that we needed to be in. One of the greatest acts of providence that I see in many lives in the lives of many men sitting in this room, understand this, men. The greatest, one of the greatest acts of providence that any of us have ever seen is that God put our wives in our life. Can you say amen to that? It, it, it really, I mean, we, we make a joke out of it sometimes and we say, well, well that would be an act of God. But, but it took an act of God to put Lacey in my life. It took an act of God for Sister Fanny to find Brother Albert. And Brother, you're thankful for her, aren't you? Did you know that that lady right there that you have been married to for all those years is the providence of God manifested in, in, in a physical form? I say amen to that, don't you? It's a wonderful thing how, how that God will direct our lives and how that God will put us in the place that we need to be because God has a plan for everybody's life in this room. And I'll just say this, I'll throw it out there, that not everybody sitting in this church this morning is living where and how God wants you to live. Would you say amen to that? 
Not everybody in this room, and in fact, I would say very few people in the world are actually doing what God wants them to do. But the the fact of it is that God has a plan for everybody's life. And if you would just yield to Him, and if you would just submit and, 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 and turn your life over to Him, then you could say, if it's because of the Lord's providence that I am where I am today. I'll tell you this, and, and, and some of you may not think this as much, but I do. It's by God's providence that I'm standing in this pulpit this morning. Because on a, on a Wednesday night in February of 2019, Caleb Mackey, wherever he's at, he's in Children's Church, I think. Hey, are you in here, Caleb? If you are, jump up and down. Okay, he's not in here. He may be jumping up and down, and I just don't see him. But, but Caleb walked up to me, and, and he, said, uh, he said, Cookville Freewill's looking for a pastor. And uh, y'all remember, right, February 2019, many of you were here. And he said, he said Cookville's going to need a pastor. And God spoke to me like that. And he said, you'll be the next pastor of Cookville Free Will Baptist Church. I just basically laughed it off. I thought, there's no way. I, I, you know, the last church I pastored, it was named Taylor's Providence. It was, it was just a little country church. We had about 30 people. Just, just a little tiny country church, and I thought, I'm not qualified to pastor that church. I, I'm not smart enough to pastor that church. And, and, and I thought of all these reasons and all these things that why I couldn't be here. And I guarantee that when, when all, that, all, all that happened happened and when you started searching for a pastor, nobody wrote a list and said at the top, there's Seth Price, let's go get him. He, nobody did that. It's, it's okay. That's fine. I get that. All right? And there was a list. I know there was. I hadn't seen it, but there was a list. You know, we're, we're, we like to write things down. And, and on down the list, you, you finally got to Seth Price. And, and I was sitting over here, and I would, and you know, churches, churches talk, right? You hear stuff from, about other churches sometimes. And I would hear, well, this person didn't work out for this reason. And this person didn't work out for this reason. And this person didn't work out for this reason. And then finally, I got the call that said, hey, do you want to come interview with us? Yeah, I do. Actually, I do. And so I came, and, and I interviewed, and, and they're still thinking about hiring me. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> but it's the providence of God that I'm standing here this morning because, because I'm not a great preacher. You can say amen right there. I'm, I don't go out and, and set the world on fire and, and do all the things that people want to hear. I try to be faithful to the Word of God. That's something I'm going to try to do, but understand. But it's the providence of God that I'm even standing here this morning. It's the providence of God that you're sitting in a pew here this morning. I'm not saying it's to listen to me, but it's the providence of God that put you where you are at. If it had not been the Lord and His providence, where would we be this morning? I can imagine that, that what my, I, or I, I can imagine what my life would be like had God not put Lacey in my life. Could you imagine that? Y'all ever just think, you probably don't think thoughts like that. I think weird thoughts sometimes. But could you imagine where you would be in life without your spouse or without your children or without your church family? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be an awful life to have to live? And yet God put us where we're at for a purpose and I am so thankful for that. And they would read that as they would get to the, the fourth step. And I don't know what they thought when they read it, but, but I'm sure that they thought about how God was for them and, and how God blessed them and, and did so much for them. And yet that, this was written maybe 2,500 years ago. And guess what? God 
still has his hand upon our lives, on the lives of his people. I, I don't know if you know this, but, but just like the children of Israel, you know, God's chosen people, a lot of times we're not much in this life, right? We would be easily defeated if it wasn't for God in our lives. Satan could have already, you know, taken us out, maybe, or the forces of evil, or maybe maybe in our, in our own stupidity we've even done something to mess our lives up, but God was there, and God directed our life, or God protected us, and we are where we are this morning, and I'm so thankful. And lastly, and, and I'll, I'll be done pretty soon, but if it had not been for the Lord and His promises, where would we be? You know, there's so many promises in the Bible, and, and I'm not going to get into those in, in great depth, but there, there are several things. And did you know this, that even the previous two things that I talked about are actually promises of God? You know God promised that He would protect us? He said that. He said that, that He would never leave us or forsake us. And, and I take that as a promise of God's protection on my life. That if He's always with me, and He's always been with me. Can you Christians say, God has never left me? Would you say that this morning? God has never left me, not one time. He promised me that He would be with me every single step that I took. And, and so we can say, thank you Lord for that promise. You know, God promised that He would give us providence, that God would give us direction. He said that, that if, you would just, if you would just do what He asked you to, that He would direct your paths. He said that in the New Testament, He said that the Holy Spirit would come and that He would guide us. And we talked about it last week, that He would give us the words to say, but He would also tell us where to go. And that was a promise that God fulfilled. Can you say amen to that? The Holy Spirit giving, being given to us was a fulfillment of one of God's promises. And there's promise after promise after promise that if, that if God had not been the one to give us these promises, where would we be? I can promise a lot of things. I can say a lot of things to people and promise, yeah, I'll be there, I'll do this, and I'll do that. And a lot of you have found out that sometimes I fail at those things. You don't have to shout amen right there, okay? Just, just keep it down right there. But there are times that I have said I'll do this or I'll do that or I'll be here and I'll be there, and sometimes I can't come through on my promises. Sometimes I can't because I'm hindered. Something got in the way. Maybe I got sick or, or this happened. And, and then sometimes, and this seems to be one of the major problems that I'm having here lately, is I forget. Lacey said amen right there. I saw it in her eyes. I'm getting forgetful. That, that head injury back in October, it's still messing with me. And I can't remember things. And sometimes I forget. And I don't keep my promises. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But you know what's wonderful? God has never been hindered. In any of his promises. God has never forgotten one thing that he said in this word. When God said that he would be with us, he's with us. When God said he would direct us, he directs us. But the most wonderful thing that God promised is that if we would place our faith in him, that he would be faithful and he would do what? He would save us of our sins. If it had not been the Lord who did that, if it had not been God who said that, guess what? We wouldn't have been saved. I could stand here this morning and, and talk about 
your sins and all this. But if God is not the one who does it, then it is not done. I want you to understand this morning that it's God who saves you. It's not you who saves you. It's not the preacher who saves you. I can't save anybody here. Thankfully, I didn't have to die for your sins because I couldn't even die for my own sins. But God promised that He would send His Son, and He did. And he, he, Jesus, you think about the promise that Jesus says that, that I'm going to rise again the third day. You remember that when Jesus said that He's going to go into the belly of the earth like Jonah went into the belly of the well, then He was going to rise victorious? Guess what? He kept His promise. He did it. And He made so many other promises in this blessed book. I can't even begin to get them into them all, and I'm not going to try that. But think about that little phrase, and, and maybe as you go through your week this week, just think about Psalm chapter 124, verse 1. If it had not been the Lord, where would I be? If it wasn't for the Lord's salvation, I'd be on my way to hell. If it hadn't been for the Lord's salvation, who knows, as a musician, I, I may be out playing honky-tonks on Saturday night. Thankfully, I'm not doing that. Amen? If it hadn't been for the Lord and, and all that He's done for us, what would our life look like? It could be in shambles. Our life could be falling apart. We could be in places and situations. Hey, some of us might be in jail. Some of us might be in prison. Some of us might be dead. But yet, because of the Lord, we are where we are today are you thankful for that this morning I'm thankful and, and that, that God has been with me and that God has guided me but I'm most of all thankful that he saved my soul let's pray Lord we love you and God we thank you this morning and Lord I just want to lift you up and make much out of you Lord that, that it, it's, it's you and your, my life is centered around you and God if you hadn't been there there's no telling what would be and God, I just pray that, that you would touch people with this message, Lord. And, and, and Lord, just put the delivery aside and God, just speak to people. And help them understand and help them see that you protect them. And God, that, that, that you protect them even from themselves. From the, the dangers that are around us and from, from all the forces of evil that, Lord, that, that would just love to come down on us. The, the things that we don't even see, Lord, thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for direction. God, I thank you for guidance. And if it wasn't for your guidance, then I guarantee that I would be bad off, off the path that you would want me to be on. And Lord, no telling where I would have ended up or where I might be, Lord, if, if I hadn't have followed your guidance. But Lord, most of all, God, thank you for the promises that you gave us. And Lord, thank you for being the fulfiller of those promises, Lord, the one that can keep your promises. If it wasn't you making those promises, they wouldn't be any good. But Lord, you are faithful to your word. And Lord, we thank you. And God, we praise you this morning. God, minister as you would see fit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand.